Good morning. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to Conversations on Care, a Facebook talk show bringing together service providers, clients, and caregivers to help families better understand and cope with aging parents with chronic care needs. My name is Julie Kalana, and I'm the founder and president of Open Arms Solutions, a senior care agency serving the Chicagoland area, specializing in inspired holistic dementia care. It is our mission to help our families through this journey and to know that your loved one is living their best life possible. If you find these dialogues helpful, as always, please do give us a like and a share so that we can reach more people who need it. If you have questions or topics that you'd like to learn more about, please write them in the comments below and we'll do our best to get them on a show. With me today, is our own Scott Tolan, manager of our Embraced by Open Arms Memory Care at Home program. And our topic today is how to use the yes and to redirect confusion or conflict. Scott, this is an important topic. Yes, you know, definitely. I, you know, I've been preparing and talking about this topic. Um, and, you know, you, you, as we de really designed the Embrace Memory Care at Home pro uh, program, one of the things, you know, there were just some basic fundamental um, things that we knew were important to make this an, ex an exceptionally valuable program for, for families and for individuals. And really, Correct. our goal in our dementia program is truly to allow individuals to live their best life possible. And that's the biggest gift we can give families is that they know that. And, Absolutely. You know, they're not wondering, oh my gosh, you know, should I be doing something else for my mom or my dad or my spouse, family right. member? But they right. truly know that this, that they're living their best life. So with that being said, you know, one of the, some of the principles that our program is based on is that um, embrace is based on the whole person. Absolutely. So every individual with dementia is just that. It's an individual with their unique likes, uh, their passion in life. Right. Um, and they still are that person. They just happen to have, uh, you know, some cognitive decline dementia. And right. so our goal was to develop a program that really took into account all the, the personal interests and of that person. Correct. Um, and we also realized to do an excellent program, we needed to make sure that we involve the whole care team. Yes. The whole care team is, is, is essential to, to allowing that person to live their best life possible. And that whole care team includes um, healthcare professionals, right? Certainly family members. Mm -hmm. Um, so a whole, whole bunch of people are involved in that. And then the other fundamental principle of our program is to incorporate the latest research and techniques because over the years, there have been all sorts of theories and practices about how to, to communicate with and interact with uh, people with dementia in, right. 
and um, and we we're going to talk about this yes and uh, technique right now because we truly believe it's 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 a wide it's an, a widely underutilized technique. Absolutely, that yep. really can have a very effective um, and positive uh, effects in interactions with people with dementia. So that yep. with that yep. background, yes. can you? Uh, please explain the concept of yes and and how it relates to dementia care. Absolutely. So in the work that I do, Julie, um, as you know, I do quite a bit of training. And one of the key points that we highlight in our training, both with our caregivers, family members, um, and professionals, is to utilize this concept called yes and. Yes and actually in and of itself came out of the, uh, of all places, the improv theater and comedy world. So for any uh, of those on our, our listening today or in our audience who are familiar with the concept of improv or improvisational theater or co uh, comedy, that's exactly where it came from. So just by way of example, here in Chicago, we have a very well-known troupe uh, in the city known as Second City. And for those that are familiar with the program Saturday Night Live, a lot of the graduates of that Second City program have ended up uh, as major players on the Saturday Night Live program. But essentially what happened, I would say roughly speaking in the last five to 10 years is um, to your point about advancing uh, dementia communication and techniques, uh, we came up with the concept that we could use the idea of yes and and apply that to the dementia world. So the way I look at it and the tie that I try to make is that um, we do have a history in the field of a concept called validation. And essentially validation was something that a woman named Naomi File came up with. Um, and for those of you that are interested, you can go out to YouTube and check it out. But in a, in a very boiled down nutshell way, validation is really a way of uh, creating self-respect and personhood for an individual. And her approach was really designed to address that um, in a way that now we talk about person-centered care, for example. Well, that's kind of at the heart of person-centered care. Um, and the interesting thing, though, that, that I, I believe and I found is that while she developed this concept, there really wasn't necessarily a set of practical tools that caregivers or family members could use to kind of play out this validation concept. So mm -hmm. it was a more a more general theory, and uh, you know certainly made a lot of sense. But when it comes to practical usage with people with dementia, we needed something else beyond that. And that's where I think the whole idea of yes and, and I think we're going to you know have a chance to kind of explore this in a, in a little bit. But the whole concept of yes and is a way of giving uh, caregivers and family members a set of very practical tools for communicating with people with dementia. That's great, Scott. And I have had the benefit of sitting through some of your training um, and and seeing the effectiveness of this. And, you know, I, you know, for the for people who are listening, um, it is so much more uh the whole the whole validation theory um 
and this yes and is is so much more of a um, empathetic yes. way to in 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 effective way to interact with people with dementia. In you know in years before there there were different theories. One was yes. a reality theory. Yes, right? exactly. Yes. Where people would um, the belief was for a long period of time, and some people still operate under yes. this belief. Yes, that. Um, when someone with dementia, you know, asks a question such right. as, where is my wife? Right. And uh, the reason they're asking the question, you know, and, and their wife had passed away in this exactly. example. Yep. But the, but the person with dementia is saying, well, where's my wife? They don't yeah. realize that they're, you know, don't remember that their wife right. had passed away. The reality right. theory would say, you have to tell them the reality. Right. You have to say to them, you know, Mr. Smith, I'm so sorry, your wife passed away last year. Right. And what often happens in those scenarios, you've seen this, is yeah. putting that individual through great repeated agony after yeah. being reminded, oh, right. my gosh, my wife is gone. Right. And, um, and so, you know, there was the uh, there was that that philosophy for a period of time. And That's then there were things called therapeutic lies. There you go. I yeah. think that came next. <laughs> yeah. Which is um, and I know years and years ago, professionals in the field talked about it and recommended it. And yeah. I know years and years ago, I, I did, too. Yes. Because uh, that was kind of the latest of what we felt was the most effective way. Right. And humane way to uh, interact with people with dementia. And the therapeutic lie would be like, Mr. Smith, your wife just ran down the, the store to get yes, the right. groceries. Yeah. And then, um, and then try to redirect. Exactly. But as time has gone on, we've learned that those things are not best practices. No. And it really does, and I've seen this work, this yes and technique that you are training yeah. and coaching our caregivers on, right. our care teams on, our families on, right. um, really is is an incredibly effective and um, you know and I, I keep using the word humane. I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, I mean it's it's a self respect and and yeah and it and if I can just add a word about the therapeutic lie aspect, Julie, because you're, you're exactly right and kind of tracing the history of these different approaches. The, the fundamental thing too, and the problem with the therapeutic lie is that it really breaks the trust aspect between whomever is saying the lie and the person with dementia. Um, I always say, yeah, I always say, you know, yes, people have cognitive impairment and perhaps until very, very late in the disease, they may not necessarily remember, but at least facially and in other subtle ways, if you tell someone a therapeutic lie with dementia, they will, chances are, they will remember that. They may not remember exactly the specifics, but they'll remember the context. And I tell, um, you know, our caregivers especially, but family members equally, it, once you've broken that trust with your your client or your loved one, it's just really, really hard to get that back. Yeah. And absolutely. so that... Yeah, that's why it's so important, as you say, to avoid the therapeutic lie. I always joke with caregivers. I say, 
I'll give you I'll give you one good therapeutic lie for the day and then you're done. So, you know, pick pick your your time when you want to use that therapeutic lie. But um, the yes and really is, I think, a much more uh, appropriate way to address those kinds of questions. All right. Well, thank you, Scott. Um, sure. So, you know, why is this concept important? We're already talking about why this concept is important. Yeah, we really are. Yeah. Um, for those interacting with individuals with dementia, especially family members. But is there any other thoughts that you can add to, to what we've already been saying? Well, I think the, the problem, particularly that family members can run into, but caregivers as well, is that unless you have sort of a set way or an approach in, in dealing with a particular um, individual with dementia, you can really get into a lot of destructive communication patterns. I call it kind of a circular process, if you will. So in other words, the person with dementia says something and maybe you challenge it. You say, well, you know, mom, that's not true. And, and you go round and round and round. And yeah. the other thing, of course, I think we've mentioned on previous sessions is you don't ever want to argue with a person with dementia because because you're never going to win the argument. Right. And so I think what family members tend to struggle with from what I hear and in talking with family members in particular and caregivers as well is just this way of how do we move the conversation forward? How do we keep it moving forward? And I think the yes and is really a good way of doing your best to avoid those kind of circular uh, problems in communication and moving the conversation forward. That's great, Scott. Yeah. So can you can you give us some examples of how to use the yes and approach effectively? Yes, absolutely, Julie. And I, and I do want to take a moment here. We um, prior to the session here today, we solicited comments from our uh, open arms caregivers. And I want to thank all those caregivers. We had a really tremendous response, which is, is great. And I want to thank all those caregivers who provided feedback to us. Um, and yet up front, I want to say, if I don't happen to pull out an example that you provided, um, please accept our, our thanks. And, and it just happens that there's a specific one that I'm using. So with that, um, Melissa, one of our caregivers, was talking about the challenges associated with showering. And one of the uh, uh, case scenarios that I use in our training focuses on the showering piece. Yeah. We, know, we know absolutely that showering can be a huge issue with people with dementia. And I think, again, on one of our previous sessions, we talked a little bit about some alternatives to showering, things like bed baths, uh, spot baths, um, and also setting up the right context for a showering experience. Um, that is, you know, creating maybe like a spa situation, particularly I think, uh, you know, women may respond to that well. Uh, aromatherapy, warm towels, just setting the tone, if you will, for the showering experience. Mm -hmm. But even in those situations, you still have to figure out uh, communication-wise how you're going to handle that. So in a typical situation, if a client or a loved one would say, well, I already took a shower today. I already took a shower today, Julie. Um, it would be very common to want to argue with that person and say, well, what do you mean you took a shower? I know you didn't take a shower. 
And just that's where we get into that circular kind of conversation. Circular conversation that starts typically to escalate. Exactly. Good point. Well said. Yeah. And so and it, it just goes nowhere. So rather than taking that approach, the yes and uh, approach would suggest that you might say something like, yes, dad, I understand you took a shower. You think you took a shower already today. So let me stop and say the important words there in particular are you think, because we know that using the yes and concept, I always say you don't have to agree with it to validate it. So in other words, we don't want to necessarily agree that you've already taken a shower because that kind of defeats the purpose of what we're trying to do. But you can substitute or include rather the words you think. So yes, dad, I understand you think you took a shower today. And how about if we just freshen up before we go out to dinner? So what are you doing there? And obviously, again, we want to avoid the therapeutic lie. If that's not happening, we can't use that approach. But I, I'm just sort of throwing out an example. If you know you're, you're going out to dinner later, you know, why don't we just freshen up? So you're not using the word showering. You're just talking about freshening up. And good caregivers and good family members who understand kind of how to use that technique can be very effective in getting their loved one to say, okay, well, I'm okay with, sh with freshening up. And then maybe as part of that process, we talk about, well, what clothes would you like to wear? Here's a couple options. What, what would you like to wear today to dinner? So, so again, you're moving the conversation forward. You're moving the process forward. Yeah, so that's, that's a great example. And yeah. um, for those of us, you know, I, I, many of us have had family members that have had dementia I, and my, as, as some of you may have heard in previous programs, my mother did and, um, and my mother-in-law yes. and, uh, and showering was just always just a challenge. Huge and, challenge. And, and it is for most people, you know, uh, that we work with that have dementia. So, right. and I, you know, you're the technique that the, some of the things that, that you're doing there are truly redirection. You're not calling it redirection, no, but it's you're redirection. Right. You're absolutely right, Julie. It's it's a more, what I would call a more sophisticated form of redirection. redirection right. I basically, when, when we do our trainings, I say, you know, don't mistake that this is definitely redirection, but it's a constructive, it's a more um, enhanced or robust form of redirection. Yeah, absolutely. And it's effective and, you know, it, um, as you say, it moves things along. Um, for those folks that are listening, that have gone through training before and have heard this whole concept of redirection, redirection is important. Redirection is about, Absolutely. and you you talk about moving things forward, getting unstuck. Yes. But it's about, redirection is about um, getting the individual onto a topic that yes. is productive. Exactly. Exactly. And there's nothing fundamentally wrong with that at all. I mean, that's that's ultimately the goal. And you're getting the cooperation of yeah. the um, the individual. And I it comes to mind, I'll just mention quickly one other key aspect related to this yes and concept, with, which I think is kind of in some ways unintentional, but it's, it's a, gr a great fit with dementia, uh -huh. is that we know that people with dementia are constantly used to hearing the word no, 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 no. And in fact, as you know, we do an exercise in the training about what it feels like to be 
on the end of constantly hearing no, 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 no. Yes, it doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't. And the beauty of yes and is the first word that you, the person with dementia hears when you use that concept is yes. So immediately, hopefully, the person with dementia says, well, this is someone who's going to agree with me. So that's a good thing. I'm going to follow this through because I'm not hearing no. I'm not hearing a stoppage. So. Yeah, that's a great, uh, great uh, example. Um, So what are some other examples? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked because I see, uh, Julie, we have a viewer question. Oh, we do. Yep. Let's Um, go ahead. And and I think think we can use that actually to give another example of yes. So let me just read, uh, read the question. Um, when you're faced with a wandering situation, especially wanting to leave a home in the middle of the night, how would you instruct to validate and keep a person safe? Very good question. And we do actually also have a scenario that we go through in our uh, Embrace, what we call our Embrace Lab training or our Advanced Dementia Skills training, where we talk about the uh, ability of a loved one or a caregiver to do their best to, again, redirect in a situation like this, because obviously we know that elopement is a huge issue and especially, of course, a huge safety issue related to people with dementia. So what I instruct uh, caregivers to do in our training, and it's, it's always difficult if it's in the middle of the night, because we know if people are sleeping and especially if it's just family members, But if you hear a loved one uh, up around and sort of what you believe heading toward the door, um, what we want to do with the yes and is something like, okay, so the person says, I I just have to go. I have to leave the house right now. I'm just, I'm I'm really anxious and I just feel like I need to get outside. So the first thing we want to do is obviously do our best to steer the person away from an exit. Now, I would say that I I always train our caregivers, and I would say this to family members, the last thing you want to do is get yourself between the door or the exit and the person with dementia. That's just a fundamental safety uh, aspect that you want to consider, because it's a natural tendency to want to say, well, I'm just going to block this door because that's the thing to do. I would encourage you strongly, do not do that, because that's only going to anger and uh, frustrate a person with dementia further. What what you really want to do is to do your best to, as I say, redirect them physically if possible, and then use the yes and technique by saying, yes, uh, mom, I understand that you want to go outside right now, and I want to help you with that, but we really want to make sure that you're uh, warm because it's really cold outside. So we need to get your jacket and we need to get you ready. Or if we're going to go outside at this time of night, I want to make sure we've eaten a little snack before we leave, as odd as that may sound at two o'clock in the morning. But the idea, Julie, is just the, the guy, uh, concept of you're redirecting them and you're really getting them to kind of defer that decision to leave as long as possible. Yeah. Great example. Thank you for whoever uh, asked that yeah, question. That, that. that was a great example. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, you know, we're talking about this yes and technique, and that's obviously the topic of this program. Um, I think that the goal is to have these tools with you um, when these 
you know, challenging situations come up that right. you have tools to help you get through that. And then you can get back to what everyone wants is to right. help that person engage in life. Absolutely. And live their best life possible. So, and, and the thing I'm sure you've seen, and I know I've seen, is it is very possible to have people living with dementia, living their best life and having lots of moments of great interaction and joy. Yes. Um, I know, Scott, can you think of some examples? I've heard of some of them over the year that the work that you've done. Yeah. Uh, and it just makes me smile. It makes our whole team smile. You right. know, every every Friday we share these uh, these moments where we we hear about great interactions between our caregivers and our clients. It just it makes us all feel great. So maybe you know we have about five minutes left. Can, yeah. you, can you give some examples of how sure. when you get great interaction with individuals with dementia of how they're living their best life? Right. So um, one that comes to mind uh, because it's very much top of mind is a recent situation where. Um, we are working with a client who had been a client of ours previously, and the decision was made and the family agreed to uh, place this individual in our Embrace program. And I had met the individual a couple times, the client with dementia, um, and was really concerned at the degree to which the disease had kind of taken over and seemed very listless and not very responsive. And so we worked again with the, the family members involved. Um, we used, as you know, our embrace documents, which is to find out a little bit more about the person's life story. Uh, we fill out that document on all our embrace clients and then to fill out our embrace uh, activity and engagement tool that we call it which gives us a real good sense of what that person has enjoyed doing all his or her life. And to your earlier comment, it really allows us to try and maintain as much of that sense of purpose and, and kind of modifying uh, those activities they've enjoyed for success in those mm -hmm. situations. Mm -hmm. So in this particular case, uh, we had only really been working with the client a few weeks. And um, what I like is when our caregivers and they, and, they do it often and I really appreciate it. I want to continue to reinforce that. They send us photos or maybe short videos, obviously for internal use only, but um, they send us pictures of some of the things that they're doing with our clients. And in this particular case, I, I was almost stunned that it was like a different person. Um, and when I went to, to see this individual, I was surprised myself at how much just in that short span of time, the person had improved, uh, you know, they were more engaged. And, um, you know, it's just really heartening to know that the work that we're doing is making that kind of a difference. So, oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I think that there are examples that I've seen from the program, and it's, it's gardening someone who loves yeah. to garden and right. some incredible gardening that happens. Right. Uh, there have been uh, it, clients that have done amazing and I can't, you know, obviously we're not going to use any names, but um, yeah. murals and yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that. You know, and what's so fun is to see those pictures 
and the incredible pride and joy, like any of us would have. If right, I could exactly. create some of the things I saw, I would have the same level of pride and joy. Absolutely. And the other thing, though, that's equally rewarding is the pride the caregivers have in being able to assist in that and the family. Yes. You know, yes. you know, seeing their loved one do things that they've always loved to do and Absolutely. understanding that they can still accomplish things in their life. Right. And that value and create right. that value. And that that really is an important piece. And we do talk again in the training about how important that is, that understandably family members uh, have a certain image of their loved one at a certain point in life. And, you know, maybe that person was an accomplished piano player or you know, was really good at the card game of bridge or whatever. And now, unfortunately, the, the person is at a, a stage with their dementia where they're just not able necessarily to do those things at the same level. But we, we really try and coach our caregivers. And I would say this to family members is, you know, think about how you can modify an activity for the pleasure and the enjoyment of the person with dementia. So someone who plays piano, maybe you can help them with uh, reading the music or helping them with the keys or whatever it is. Uh, or, you know, someone who's a more accomplished card player, you, you kind of bring that down and you say, well, we can still do cards, but maybe we just don't necessarily play bridge or whatever it is. So yeah. that's exactly what we're trying to achieve in the program, to be sure. Right. And, I, and you're, you're doing a great job at that. Thank you. So, um, we're, on, we're pretty much at 30 minutes now. Looks like it, yeah. And uh, I want to thank everybody for their comments and their thoughts. Scott, I want to thank you uh, for what you do. Caregivers who are listening, um, that are helping our clients, all of our clients, I want to say thank you to all of you. Uh, you do exceptional work. And uh, if for some of you that are listening to this and want to learn more, Please reach out to us if you want to learn more either about the yes and technique. Right. You want to learn how you can get caregivers, get some additional training to be one of our Embrace caregivers. Um, please reach out. Uh, Sarah, I think we have contact information in terms of how people can reach us and reach Scott. So please, if I don't see it on my part of the screen, but I'm sure if you reach out to uh, Scott at openarmsolutions.com or scott.tolan at openarmsolutions.com. Um, it is in the comments section. So our Sarah, who's our, uh, behind the scenes controller just uh, told me that. So please reach out to us and, um, Scott, thank you. Thank you, Julie. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.